Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Herb Excellence, a roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Herb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Instructional Snapshots, Strumpf, Gonzalez, and ask me questions if I was confusing. I continue on through the Cubs' instructional league roster, two at a time, in podcast form, filling you in on the names of the players at the instructional league level for your further Edification. Some players are going to be more familiar than others. I know some players are very unfamiliar to me. I want to make more, I want to be more confident that if you are choosing to be that person that people in your circle of influence turn to for minor league advice, you at least have bid information on each of the players in the instructional camp for the Cubs this cycle. Jose Miguel Gonzalez is one of the more difficult players to round up too much information on. He's 6'6 and 22 years old. From Cristobal, Dominican Republic. In 2017, he had his first professional season and pitched 43 innings in the Dominican Summer League. Had a 5.77 ERA. The next year, he missed due to injury. I don't even have any information on said injury, but normally when a pitcher Misses an entire season. It has something to do with Tommy John surgery. Not always. Not going to say that's what happened, but a lot of times that's what happens. I'll take a bit of time with Gonzalez to discuss the Dominican Summer League, which I absolutely love. The idea with the Dominican Summer League is to take a bunch of players who really don't have a whole lot of outside of the Dominican Republic experience and give them an opportunity to get better. Usually what will happen is a team will have a six-game schedule per week. They'll have usually a five- or six-man rotation, and they'll get it in a game a week or so. And the goal is to try to find enough players who are good enough and experienced enough and reliable enough to pitch 40 or so innings during the season. If a player is able to pitch 40 or so innings during the season, generally the idea is get them out of the Dominican Republic and get them to either the Arizona League or the Gulf Coast League. In the Cubs case, that would be the Arizona League. Since Miguel Gonzalez, no, Jose Miguel Gonzalez, tossed 43 innings in 2017. The goal was to get him to the Arizona Summer League, which 
after a season of not pitching, he did. He missed 2018 in 2019. He had 12 starts, 36 innings pitched in the Arizona League and struck out 29 hitters. What he would have done in 2020, had there been a 2020 minor league season, eh, up for argument. Possibly he would have remained in the Arizona League. More than likely, he would have advanced to the Northwest League and pitched in Eugene. Because if he would not have been that good, he probably would not have been considered for the Instructional League. With pitchers, improvement is not linear. Sometimes you'll have a player that has completely ordinary-looking stats that takes a huge step up and goes from rather ordinary-looking numbers in the Arizona League to a shot at instructional camp. This seems to be the case with Jose Miguel Gonzalez. What are his pitches? What is his... Principal second, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. The Cubs decided to use him in the Arizona Summer or in the Instructional League. Why him over some of the other players? I'm really not too aware. But that Gonzalez was used in the Instructional League is a sign that somebody values him. Cool. All that. Excellent. Now you know a little bit more about Jose Miguel Gonzalez than you did before, and frankly, I do. Um, he's His name is so ordinary-sounding that he will probably get confused with a number of other players. Such will happen. Gonzalez is paired today with Cubs' 2019 second-round draft pick, Chase Strumpf, something I learned today, is he is from J. Sarah High School in Los Angeles. J. Sarah and Harvard-Westlake are two of the really well-known high schools in the Los Angeles area and the country. J. Sarah will usually have someone who's being discussed as a first-round draft pick. And, well, it, it, Harvard-Westlake is much the same. Usually, between the two, somebody will have some... Uh, one of the two schools will have somebody in the top 40 of the draft discussions every year. And I didn't know that he had gone to Jay Sarah. The... Strumpf is a bat-first second baseman. He His time at UCLA, which is where he attended college, his numbers were somewhat deflated because the field that the Bruins play in really doesn't correspond well to hitting. It just doesn't. He did rather well for 
UCLA over his three years, hitting 28 home runs. But had he been in a more hitter-friendly climate, his numbers might have been better. He hit quite well in 2017 for Duluth in the Northwoods League. He had a 335 average and a 974 OPS. In 2019, both between his college season and his professional fractional season, he had some injuries. And he missed some time with the Cubs. I think some of his time with UCLA, he was... Oh, less than 100%, but he realized that the team was probably better with him at less than 100% than their backup. One of Strumpf's more intriguing at-bats was when he hit a home run within minutes of being selected by the Cubs in the draft. He was in the on-deck circle as the pick was being announced. He stepped to the plate and hit a home run, and uh, it, it, it was it was rather memorable. I don't have actual ability to link to stuff in my live podcast, um, but I think I can probably locate it somewhere online. It was rather amusing because the announcers were talking about how the Cubs had just drafted him, and he just hit a home run, and it was. It was rather good television. 2020 arrived, and in minor league camp, Strumpf was in an arm sling as camp opened. So it sounded like even if the season was going to be a go, he was going to miss some time. That he is in instructional ball, instructional camp in 2020 is a good thing because there's no point in sending him to instructional camp if he's injured. If Strumpf stays healthy and figures out the offensive thing, he will be a valid prospect. If he can play scratch defense, all the better. I guess my thought on him is he is probably... If you're going to hook him to someone who is young, I would think along the lines of he is a much less impressive offensive specimen than Keston Hira from the Brewers. The question is, will his defense be better? Hira is a very good offensive player with very poor defense, with strumpf. It's doubtful he will hit nearly as well as Hira. The question, the hope is he can at least be adequate defensively to, oh, shrink the difference. I'll put it that way. There really hasn't been a whole lot we've seen about Strumpf. He hasn't played in games much. He was injured for a decent chunk of his time. He missed time in Eugene with injury. He missed time in South Bend with injury. And as the 2019 regular season concluded, Clayton Daniel 
was getting at-bats over Chase Strumpf. Whether that's because Chase Daniel was... No, Clayton Daniel, not Chase Daniel. I do that all the time. Clayton Daniel. Clayton Daniel was later traded to the Dodgers in a minor trade. And... Boy, those are the kind of trades I'd like to get get the Cubs away from. But we will see. Uh, Strumpf is a name you will hopefully hear from. I'm glad he's healthy. I hope he stays healthy. And if there's a minor league in t- season in 2021, Strumpf will be one of the names you will hopefully be hearing quite a bit about. I wish I had a whole lot more information on these players, but there's really not all that much that's pertinent especially with no 2020 season. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon. As circumstances warrant, I'll attempt to have that one worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs, go. And be nice to people.